Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm? From 1965, it's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump much more and remember subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week the cost is less than a beer at a bar and you get a better buzz with, <laughs> with the savage premium so go to go to glow.fm slash savage premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else thank you very much Welcome to the Savage Nation podcast. Today we have a wonderful program for you as uh, normal. 
It will be mainly about the Omicron variant. So here we are again. Another day, another variant. So what do we have today? The South African doctor, you see, who raised the alarm about the Omicron variant of COVID, that is, now says the symptoms are unusual but mild. But the world is in a panic, nevertheless. The Omicron variant is being hyped by the Fauci fascists around the world to scare the people into compliance. I'll read you the article from telegraph.co.uk. You judge for yourself whether you're being lied to again. The first South African doctor to alert the authorities about patients with the Omicron variant has told the Telegraph that the symptoms of the new variant are unusual and mild. Dr. Angelique Coetzee, C-O-E-T-Z-E-E, said she was first alerted to the possibility of a new variant when patients in her busy private practice in the capital, Pretoria, started to come in earlier this month with COVID-19 symptoms that did not make immediate sense. They included young people of different backgrounds and ethnicities with intense fatigue and a six-year-old child with a very high pulse rate, she said. None suffered from a loss of taste or smell. Here's what she said. Their symptoms were so different and so mild from those I had treated before, unquote, said Dr. Coetzee, a GP for 33 years who chairs the South African Medical Association, alongside running her practice. On November 18, when four family members all tested positive for COVID-19 with complete exhaustion, she informed the country's vaccine advisory committee. She said in total about two dozen of her patients have tested positive for COVID-19 with symptoms of the new variant. The most predominant clinical complaint is severe fatigue for one or two days with then the headache and the body aches and pain. Some of them will have what they call a scratchy throat and some will have a cough, a dry cough, but it's not a, con- con- a constant cough. It comes and goes. They were mostly healthy men who turned up feeling so tired. About half of them were unvaccinated. That means about half of them were vaccinated. Quote, we had one very interesting case. I love when they say interesting case. A kid about six years old with a temperature and a very high pulse rate. And I wondered if I should admit her. But when I followed up two days later, she was so much better, unquote, said Dr. Coetzee. Dr. Coetzee, who was briefing other African medical associations on Saturday, made clear her patients were all healthy and she was worried the new variant could still hit older people with comorbidities such as diabetes or heart disease much harder. Quote, what we have to worry about now is that when older unvaccinated people are infected with the new variant and if they are not vaccinated, we're going to see many people with a severe form of the disease, she said. Hmm. Interesting. Now, it says there are only two cases of Omicron in the United Kingdom. The B11.529 variant, now called Omicron, was first identified in Botswana on November 11th. It has now been detected in the UK as well as South Africa, Israel, the Netherlands, Hong Kong, and Belgium. It is the most mutated form of COVID-19 discovered thus far with 32 mutations to the spike protein. Scientists are concerned that the mutations may allow it to evade existing vaccines and spread quickly. Two cases of Omicron have now been found in the UK with two people in Essex and Nottinghamshire uh, testing positive for the new variant. UK officials are busy scouring testing databases for any further sign of the variant. Not least because there were many South Africans in the Twickenham area of southwest London for the England and South Africa match last Saturday. Need I tell you that before I began in radio in 1990, so on, early 90s, I tried to publish a book called Immigrants and Epidemics. I had the evidence of immigrants bringing in epidemics. There were many, many examples. It's common sense. And many publishers in New York had known my success rate as a writer. said to me then, well, it's a great topic, but we can't publish it. Now, remember, this is in the early 1990s. I was already being canceled for the truth. This is Michael Savage of the Michael Savage podcast. Do you understand what's going on? I hope you do for your own sake and your own safety. So once again, 
It's being hyped to scare the world, sell you vaccines, and put you into submission. And of course, the chief liar of them all, in my estimation, is none other than the fraud Fauci, who should be in jail for what he's done to this country, in my estimation. But then again, I'm only a podcast host, and he's been in the government for over 45 years, and you know how much we trust government. If ever there was a reason for unvaccinated people to get vaccinated, and for those who have been vaccinated, when your time comes up to go and get a booster shot, because even though there may be some diminution, and we don't know that in the protection against the vaccine, certainly to be vaccinated and boosted is always better than not to have be. Have you ever heard of a government bureaucrat lasting over 40 years? Did you ever ask yourself, why of all the government bureaucrats including the great generals who have come along. This one has still stayed in there. You know, we heard from Eisenhower, beware the government military industrial complex. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic process. I would say beware the pharmaceutical industrial political complex. It's more dangerous than the military industrial complex. The world has shut again. Again, they're calling it Afrophobia now. And WHO says uh, the Omicron variant is very high risk with unusual symptoms. Even the Swiss have now moved in the direction of controlling themselves. The Dutch police have arrested a fleeing couple. 62% of the Swiss people back in new virus laws. It's astounding to me that I'm not alone on this Fauci thing. Kennedy Jr., Robert Kennedy Jr., I heard him the other day on Newsmax. He's amazing. He said Fauci is like J. Edgar Hoover, but I think he's much worse than J. Edgar Hoover. Much worse. Biden is pushing more vaccines. The stock market is fluctuating, and uh, Twitter, Jack, steps down. Dorsey stepped down from Twitter. He bailed on social media, yet the stocks have surged. Go figure that one out. I don't know why this is even a story, why an actor named McNaughey, McConaughey decides not to run for Texas governor. A putz. All he is is an actor making believe he's a tough guy. I don't understand this. And what else is going on? Ghislaine's sex trafficking trial begins, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, organized retail thefts in San Francisco is going through the roof. And it's not just in San Francisco. And over the weekend, the man killed by the San Francisco police was an ex-Afghan interpreter. He went crazy with a knife and they shot him dead. Meanwhile, those who shot other people dead are still on the loose here in the Bay Area because they're of a certain protected class. They can break into stores, rob anything they want, and no one says anything because they're a protected class. Michael Savage, a host like no other. What else is in the news? Let's go to michaelsavage.com and see what we have on my site. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey stepping down. South African doctor raised alarm about Omicron virus. Says symptoms are unusual but mild. Michael Savage's podcast on Dead Man's Pants and other family stories was extremely popular over the Thanksgiving weekend. And I want to thank you for patronizing my podcast. It's very important that you do that because it keeps this whole show going. And that's how we keep the lights on and pay the bills. Rand Paul has a new salvo on this Tony Fauci. He says the absolute hubris of someone claiming they represent science. He is not a scientist. Fauci is a politician. That's all he has been since the AIDS epidemic. What else is in the news? Anti-Semitic flyers found on front yards of several Beverly Hills homes on Hanukkah, BlackRock, and Vanguard are the two largest shareholders of both Pfizer and GlaxoSmithKline, as well as practically all of the MSM. Remember those who, what? I guess it's against Jews who were too successful. I guess they would like Jews if they were not successful, but they hate them if they are, I guess. Watch, looters looting the looters. This is a nice story. Looters looting the looters. Meanwhile, over the weekend, a Japanese-American security guard, former police, was shot dead by one of the protected class who was holding up a store, and I screamed on Twitter, 
where are you, Gavin, Nancy, Ilhan, occasional cortex? The answer is nowhere to be found. And having mentioned Nancy Pelosi, I have to say, and we should take a pause here. I pray for Nancy Pelosi's health every morning, as I do for Joe Biden's health. Uh, The reason I pray for Pelosi and Biden's health is because the people who are waiting in the wings to replace them are far more radical and far more dangerous. In fact, more radical and more dangerous than you could ever imagine. Elizabeth Warren is a fanatic. Elizabeth Warren is the one who tried to push that Soviet banking woman on us. That's who Elizabeth Warren is. Behind the occasional cortex are those who would take over this country, making the looting craze that is going on look like chicken feet. Speaking of the looting craze by the protected class, it's spread beyond California. Minnesota stores blitzed by smash and grab mobs. There is a solution to this. Looters will be shot on sight. That's simple. Looters will be shot on sight. Nothing will stop them other than that. I know you don't want to hear it. I know you think you can play games with these people. They're tough. They're strong. And they are ruthless. Looters will be shot on sight. There is another solution, which is you put electronic doors in all of these stores that are basically uh, fracture-proof. And during a looting, a button is thrown and the doors lock shut and you lock them in the stores. And then you send an attack squad and you take them and put them away for 10 years. That's all. Man kills girlfriend in horrific manner, but he was cleared of murder because he ate a pot brownie beforehand. Beforehand, I swear to God. He mutilated his girlfriend, but he was cleared of murder because the judge said he ate a pot brownie and that excused him. How many years have I told you the word assassin derives from hashish? Hashish and assassin come from the same Arabic root because Arabic assassins had long used hashish before going on murder sprees. Maybe one day we'll understand where your urges are coming from. What else is in the news? Well, let's jump to Newsmax.com, my favorite website, because, as you know, I have a TV show three times a week now on Tuesdays on Stinchfield, on Thursdays on Cortez and Pellegrino, and on Saturday at the uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey steps down as CEO, will be replaced by Parag Agarawal. Uh, Parag, I can't pronounce it. I like Dorsey better because I can pronounce his name. The beard and the nose rings and, and stuff I could do without. I don't know, maybe Parag Agarawal will be better. I kind of doubt it. They all use third world people to shadow ban conservatives. So what's the difference? I'm deeply grateful for his skill, heart, and soul in his time, his time to lead, said Jack Dorsey. What's the real story? Who knows? Shares of the microblogging platform surged 9% in early trading after CNBC was first reported to move using information from an unnamed source, while those of digital payments firm Square Inc., of which Dorsey is also chief exec, were up 3%. Can anyone explain to me why social media is booming? I really don't understand it. I don't know. I mean, it's fun, but... Worth more than a company that produces something for real. Okay, all I can say is hit the road, Jack, and don't come back no more, no more. I have no idea why he's leaving. Nobody does. Students rally to boot Kyle Rittenhouse from the university. That's disgusting. For protecting himself, screw the students. Friend of late model declared brain dead after she was dumped outside hospital. Boyfriend did it, in my opinion. Uh, Miranda Devine's article in New York Post is great. Look out for my family. Joe Biden was involved in a deal with Chinese giant and was expecting a 10% cut. It's a crime family. Hunter Biden and his Uncle Jim were already waiting for Tony Bobulinski in the lobby bar of the Beverly Hilton when he arrived at 10 p.m. Read the article. It is a crime family. It's like a Mexican cartel family running the country. But okay, you don't want to hear any of this because he's your friend. Problematic Omicron strain, likely much more infectious than Delta, says Moderna's CEO. You don't think there's any financial interest in it from a vaccine manufacturer, do you? So it's more infectious, but it's less lethal, you putts. So people will get it and get over it like a cough and a cold without your vaccine, you bastards, you, you drug pushers. What else is in the news? Suspected bomb threats made at two New York City high schools. Miranda Devine Media helped hide the real Joe Biden. No kidding. Boy charged in fatal stabbing of girl 12 at Christmas tree lighting. Uh, Why would the boy do that? Boy, I have to look at the story. This is disgusting. A child 
a teenager in Liverpool charged with fatally stabbing a 12-year-old girl at a Christmas tree lighting event in England. The boy, 14, who was not publicly identified due to his age, you mean because of his race? Oh, because of his age, not his race. My guess, I would take a guess, but I'll let it go because you know what it is. It's the religion of pieces. Cops are doing nothing. The cops are doing zero. This little girl was stabbed to death probably by those who hate Christians. And we're not hearing one word about it because of the vermin in the media. I have no other words to say about it. Okay, let's jump to the next piece of toxic news. Oh, remember the nice African-American fellow with tattoos who ran everyone over in Waukesha parade, ran over the old uh, granny celebrating Christmas? Well, more homicide charges imminent for Waukesha parade horror suspect with victim to be laid to rest. Seven children still recovering in hospital one week after deadly ambush. What can I say about it? It was a racially motivated attack. It was a Black Lives Matter style attack on white people celebrating. This man is a sick man who should be electrocuted in public. It's sickening. It's just sickening. It's just beyond belief how this country has melted down. Where have all the good men gone? They're probably in prison or in the special forces or in the Delta Force. The criminal was one of uh, those who killed six people as he drove his car through the parade, including an eight-year-old boy and an 81-year-old man. Brooks, the murderer, a career criminal, the BLM murderer, has been charged with five counts of first-degree intentional homicide, each of which carries a life sentence upon conviction. A criminal complaint pertaining to his arrest describes how Brooks appeared emotionless as he drove into the crowd after allegedly fleeing from a domestic incident involving a knife. Oh, I'm sorry. He's fleeing a domestic incident, so therefore must be the cops fault. What am I thinking? See, had they not pursued him, he wouldn't have driven those people over. Philadelphia breaks three decades old homicide record again. It's from the protected class. Gloomy back together, seven children still in the hospital a week after the massacre in Waukesha. Biden emerges from five-day vacation as issues pile up. He was on Nantucket with the um, man who founded the Carlisle Group. Uh, look up the Carlisle Group. You'll understand where money is going and where money is flowing and where it's going to go. Just as Trump was deeply tied to Goldman Sachs, Biden is deeply tied to Carlisle. You can say you heard it first on the Savage Nation. It's common sense. Globalist empire, fresh push for EU superstate. I don't think there's anything more in the news. Border control, yeah, right. UK deporting convicted human trafficker for the third time. There's no border control. The vermin on the left have destroyed the West. But, you know, you can't say that to them. Liberalism is a mental disorder. Liberalism is a mental disorder. And there is no cure for it. It's a terminal illness. Shall I go to one more website? Have you had enough of uh, the horrible news of the day? Uh, just for a joke, let's go to USA Today, the worst newspaper in the world. Here it is. Uh, just as predicted, the Omicron variant could fuel global surge with severe consequences. The opposite, the opposite of what the person who discovered the variant is saying. But that's the USA Today. Omicron. How it got its Greek name. Yeah, how it got its Greek name. It got it because they passed over Z because it would have insulted the communist dictator. That's all. What else is in the news? Uh... Oh, look at this crap. Look at, look at this crappy article in the USA Today. Wow, what a bunch of bootlickers. Boring Biden may lack charisma, but he remains focused on governing. He's not even focused on tying his own shoelaces, you idiots, you. Lady Gaga serenades Tony Bennett. One last time, an emotional farewell. That old skank. Tony Bennett's still living. I, I, what a story that is. I got to go to one more uh, website. I'm sorry, I haven't had enough. I'll take one more sip of coffee and go to one more website here. I'll go to SFGate, the worst, the worst website in the history of the world. They'd report on nothing except anything is homophobic or racist in their mind. Let's see. Man shot to death near Lake Merritt after finding someone burglarizing car. Let's see. Did they describe the perp? No. Man shot there after finding someone burglarizing car. So someone stood up to someone burglarizing his car on Sunday afternoon. And he was shot to death confronting someone. No description of the someone. 
3.30 p.m., still looking for the shooter who fled in his car. They don't show you the car. They don't show you the license plate. Nothing. Oakland is now the Wild West. And I would suggest if you have a house, sell it as fast as you can. Uh, What else? Impossible to survive. Bay Area grocer permanently closing after 59 years. No one cares. Why would they close? Groceries are doing good. Again, pushing the drought lie. It doesn't look good. No rain in sight for San Francisco Bay Area. You liars, you you sick liars. Have you no conscience? I have an underground spring in a well at a house on a hill, and it's overflowing. Life inside a century-old SRO hotel in San Francisco's Tenderloin. You hear? Just what I've always wanted to do is take a peek inside a, uh, a flop house for bums. That, that's a great, great article. I may as well close by going to the New York Post for my horoscope, which I do read regularly. Honestly, I can't help it. It's like a little... Some do crossword puzzles. I like to read the horoscope on the New York Post. So let me go to uh, Aries and close out today on uh, Daily Horoscope. Aries, check all facts and figures carefully today. As the planets one, there is a possibility that someone may try to mislead you. Someone? Fortunately, with both the sun and Mercury on your side at the moment, it's highly unlikely you will fall foul of their lies. Someone may try to mislead you. I'm a bit of a cynic. I would say if you could find someone who's not trying to mislead me, that would be an interesting horoscope. Then I, I jump to my family's horoscopes. Mm. I'm not going to read them because I'm going to give away their horoscopes. No, no, I'm not going to read those. Well, that's it for the day, folks. That's all, folks. This is the Savage Nation toxic news of the turkey weekend. Now let's go and listen to some great stories here about the COVID thing that's running around the world, the uh, Omicron variant, with one of the doctors who I had on before, who was amazing, brilliant. We're going to have her on again today. Great guest, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Vliet. And you'll hear her full podcast a little later on about how the uh, scandal that emerges between COVID and the hospitals, the kickbacks that are revealed, you will not, well, you will believe it. There is so much money in this, it's bigger than the drugs pouring over the border opened up by Biden. Bye-bye. The Savage Nation, it's savage on demand. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Elizabeth Vliet, MD, on a very incendiary topic, but a very important one. I'm calling it COVID hospital scandal exposed. The incentive payments are revealed today by this doctor. You're not going to believe it. But before we begin, I'd like to have a personal conversation with the doctor, which we started to talk before the podcast. We never met each other. And the good doctor said she has known the show for many years. And I wondered if you could continue on that for a moment. I, I know my listeners would love to hear that. Oh, my, when my husband was alive, my, we very much enjoyed your hard-hitting, truthful broadcast that really helped the public understand what was going on. You, you were a strong voice on issues we cared deeply about, and I can remember going back to listening to, to your podcast through the entire many issues that have faced healthcare, and most particularly now with what's going on with the pandemic, we're seeing all the things that I was warning about 10, 12 years ago, Mm. you were warning about, they're all coming to fruition in ways that the public could never have dreamed would take place in the United States of America. Was your husband the physician as well, doctor? No, he was, he was actually working with me in the medical practice for 35 years, helping Mm. to oversee the administrative side Mm. of a practice that spanned three states, Arizona, Texas, and Virginia. Where did you listen to my show in which state over the years? Oh, my heavens. I don't remember. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) I was saying to you before we begin on this very important topic, if I'm a little down, it's because, well, my little guy is going to heaven today. I am so sorry. You know, people who don't have pets, don't realize just how much a part of the family they become. It's like losing a family member when our cherished pets die. And 
I, I do believe that consciousness lives on after death and our soul lives on. And I believe that happens with our pets as well. So mm. I, I feel like there will be, it's, it's hard to lose them in the physical world, just as it's devastating to lose someone you love in your life, a person. Mm. But they're, they're all important to us. And that energy, soul, physical connection is, is critical to our health, actually. We know that pets are therapeutic. And in many ways, aside from the fact that they make us laugh and live and, and love, and it's just a wonderful experience. So yeah. my goes out to you in your loss of your wonderful dog. Well, yeah, 17 great years. And uh, he was under this desk most of those years during my shows. Anyway, let's get on to the seriously serious topic. Not any more serious than what we're talking about, but your article was amazing. Biden's bounty on your life. Hospitals incentive payments for COVID-19. We are speaking with Dr. Elizabeth Lee, V-L-I-E-T, M-D. And I'm calling this COVID hospital scandal exposed incentive payments revealed. It's shocking. And if I may, doctor, you wrote this. You said that a free required PCR test is given in the emergency room or upon admission for every patient with a government paid fee to a hospital. What is a PCR test, please? That is the test used to check for COVID. Now, tragically, the inventor of the PCR test actually said all along it was not meant to be used as a diagnostic test. It's Mm. just a qualitative test. And it has been used as a diagnostic test incorrectly throughout the pandemic. Wow. But in addition to that, Michael, what I'm going to share with you and your audience is that we have whistleblowers in hospitals who have confirmed to us that hospitals can are setting the cycle threshold high enough that it leads to a higher rate of false positive test. Oh, God. Which means that, in fact, we had this happen in a South Carolina hospital in the emergency room. A woman came in in a car accident simply for car accident injuries, no signs or symptoms of COVID, no respiratory symptoms whatsoever. And the doctor, whistleblower, shared this with us. And they mandate a PCR test on every ER patient and everybody who comes into the hospital. And you're saying that they said it so that it almost always reports a positive is what I'm hearing. We're continuing with with Dr. Elizabeth Lee Vliet on the shocking story about the hospital scandals connected to COVID. Many of us have suspected something is going on. And we're finding out that there's an added bonus payment for each positive COVID-19 diagnosis. Why is that? Well, this was instituted by CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and it was also put into legislation in the CARES Act as part of the pandemic emergency. In other words, they were able to use the national pandemic emergency as justification for a lot of these sweeping actions that override physician-patient decision-making and put hospitals in the role of receiving federal funds for COVID patients. Now, one could argue at the beginning of the pandemic that might have made sense when we didn't know what to expect and the Uh hospitals were concerned about a deluge of patients. But what has unfolded is actually much more serious and potentially sinister because Mm. they actually are receiving bonuses for every COVID admission. They receive a bonus of 20% from Medicare on the entire hospital bill 
if the hospital uses remdesivir instead of ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or even corticosteroids like budesonide, for example, and well, wait, Fauci- we, need to pa- we need to pause on that. That's a very important point. Doctor, who is behind remdesivir that has suddenly become the treatment of choice when we know that ivermectin, for example, is a better drug? Who, who owns remdesivir? Who owns that one? Well, Gilead Sciences is the pharmaceutical company that developed it. But what's even more more concerning in my mind is that Anthony Fauci led some of the studies in the Ebola trial in the NIH. His agency funded the Ebola trials with four drugs. Remdesivir was one of four and remdesivir in the Ebola trials had over 50% mortality rate. Oh, my God. And then Fauci turns around knowing that data, plus the kidney damage and liver damage, knowing that data, Fauci turns around in May of 2020 and declares wow. that remdesivir is the gold standard for oh my COVID God. illness. And to me, he's a villain. I've watched this character since the AIDS epidemic in the 80s when he was pushing uh, drugs then not talking about behavioral control, not talking about closing down bathhouses, never, ever talking about quarantining sick people. And now we see the reversal here, but he's not the issue. This seems to be a gigantic scam of the hospitals, the doctors, the drug companies and COVID. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered and raw. Dr. Lee, going back again to the the hospital scandal, why are you so adamant in exposing this? What are you trying to achieve? Obviously, you care about patients and you care about scams. Well, we we know that whistleblowers have calculated a total payment of at least one hundred thousand dollars a patient. So the medical costs are going through the sky. Is that one of the reasons you are concerned, I would imagine? No, I'm totally concerned for patient lives. Why? Because the death rate in our hospitals are staggeringly high from COVID, and they're not using the FLCCC protocol that works to save lives. Ah, I get it. So what you're saying is they're using the wrong drugs, they're using the wrong protocol, and a lot of elderly people over 50 are dying. And you're saying this rigid treatment protocol has roots in Ezekiel Emanuel's complete live system for rationing medical care in those over age 50. The yes, high mortality. Michael, you are, you, are you suggesting? Are you suggesting the high mortality rate may be related to the treatment protocol? I don't think there's any question that it is. For example, in the Texas hospitals across the state of Texas, CMS whistleblower data provided to the attorneys under federal whistleblower protection showed that once a patient had been admitted with COVID, received remdesivir, and were put on a ventilator. After they'd been on a ventilator 96 hours, 85% died. Oh, We've geez. never had that kind of death rate in our hospitals ever in well, my career. Why are they dying from the combination of remdesivir and the ventilator? Well, remdesivir, number one, is toxic to the kidneys and liver. After mm. five days, the kidney damage goes up. Then the body can't handle fluids and then fluid backs up in the lungs. The heart is compromised. You can't oxygenate the patient and it becomes a reason to put the patient on the ventilator, which then brings the hospital another payment. Oh boy. And once they're on a ventilator after 96 hours, the Texas hospital data showed that 84.9% of patients died. So if 85% of people Mm. were dying in a car, would we take the car off the market? Of course we would. You know, this. And so why are they not using a protocol that works? Remember, there was a great novel written in the 19th century called The Doctor and the Devils, where in England, I think, or in Ireland, people were snatching corpses, some of whom had not even died to sell for anatomy lab to anatomy labs for the money. I mean, this sounds as ghoulish as that. This may take another hundred years for someone to write this book, but. I no matter what you're saying and no matter how important it is, extra payments to the hospital, extra payments to the doctors, extra payments to the to this one and that one, extra payments to coroners. Now we see why many hospitals are implementing COVID-19 vaccine mandates. You're saying they're paid more even for the vaccine mandate. Yeah, that's part of the 
CMS, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, implemented a value-based payment program. So they base payments to the hospital on how many of the healthcare workers at that facility have had the COVID vaccine. Hmm. So the more people who got vaccinated at that hospital that work there, the more the hospital gets paid. It's not it's all in the Medicare waivers, the Medicare documents, all of these documents that our lawyers and our doctor teams have been digging out to try and understand why patients' rights are being so violated at Mm. every turn and people are dying, the hospitals are overriding patients' rights to refuse treatment, to get a treatment that they want that's an FDA-approved medicine. They are denying the patient access by power of attorney, family, priest, rabbi. They are denying lawyers visiting the patients. Oh, my God. And we are fighting for patient rights. Now, you're the founder of Viva Life Center, V-I-V-E Life Center. And you have a medical practice in Tucson, Arizona and Dallas, Texas. Where can people read a little bit more or much more about this, Dr. Vliet? Well, actually, through our public charity, Truth for Health Foundation, which is the major focus of my work on the COVID-related issues and the patient empowerment, patient education, patient rights, all of the advocacy that we're doing to bring medical truth, balanced, peer-reviewed, documented data to the public to help them make informed decisions is being done through the public charity. And that is truthforhealth.org. We're launching a new website, expanded website this weekend. And this is urgently important information for people to take charge of their health, get their power back, and take steps to protect yourself before you get sick enough to need a hospital. So I I have... Doctor, I have I have physician friends who have not been vaccinated, but and do treat an awful lot of covid patients. And they are telling me that the Delta variant is much more virulent and infectious, of course, not as mortal. What do you have to say about the Delta variant? Why is it? Why is there so much mortality surrounding the, the Delta variant? Well, the Delta variant is rising as a result of the vaccine. It's a typical basic principle of virology and immunology. You mean no no natural immunity, so that's what's happening, right? Well, no. When you vaccinate mass numbers of people, you're pushing the virus, or in the case of, like, for example, antibiotics and bacteria, you're pushing them to mutate in ways Mm. that avoid the protection of an antibiotic or a vaccine. So do you so, oppo- do you oppose vaccination? Good heavens, no. I've used them myself. I've ah, recommended oh, no, this them a, for patients. This is a very, very critical point in our discussion. So you're not an anti-COVID vax doctor, and yet you're trying to blow the whistle on the treatment protocols surrounding people who are getting ill, basically. The two different st- things here, correct? Uh, I am trying to help people understand two basic points. Natural immunity is better. In the COVID environment, it's long lasting, it's broad, it's broader than the vaccine. These are experimental vaccines. They are unlike any vaccine we've ever had in our history of vaccination. They did not have much in the way of clinical trial. We had two months of data. We had no long-term safety studies. Mm -hmm. These are using brand new technology that are gene therapy agents and meet the criteria that the FDA specified in its regulations for gene therapy. They are not sterilizing. They're not producing sterilizing immunity, like, for example, smallpox did. So these are very different. And the spike protein itself has known toxicity. They've known for years. The mRNA lipid nanoparticle coatings infiltrate the ovaries and testes in several animal species that have been studied over 10 years. So there is known damage related to this technology that is unique, that was never present in other vaccines in the past. So wait, I need to follow you on this. You say you're not you're not opposed categorically to this vaccine. 
No, and I'm yet- opposed. I'm not opposed. No, you asked the question, was I opposed to vaccines? Uh-huh. And the answer is I am not and never have been opposed to traditional uh-huh. vaccines. I've used them myself in the past. I've recommended them for patients. These are not traditional vaccines that have been manufactured for COVID. They are a brand new gene therapy technology based on mRNA or dRNA and coated with lipid particles that drive across the blood-brain barrier and drive across the placental barrier. We've never had that technology used in our vaccines in the past. So over 200 million people have been vaccinated around the world. There have been deaths, as we know, there have been illnesses, but by and large, to the greatest percentile, I would have to think that you would agree that the vaccine is safe and you're saying no. I think you're putting words in my mouth. These vaccines have a higher risk of death and complications than any vaccine in the history of the vaccination program. That is borne out in the data in VAERS and in the data that we get from other countries, the Europe, UK, Israel, and so on. There, we did not have long-term safety trials mm. of these vaccines that is normally two to five years for traditional vaccines and maybe 15, up to five, between five and 15 years for mm-hmm. gene therapy agents. We mm-hmm. did not have that. So, yes, people are being injured around the world. Some people are haven't had any complications. The problem is it's unpredictable. I've got patients in my own practice who did not have informed consent from the doctors and agents that were representing these vaccines as safe and effective. And they've had serious complications. Some have died from getting the shot. We've got to be careful and recommend for patients to be monitored if they've had the vaccine. You need to look for blood clotting risk. You need to look for evidence of spike protein damage. Mm. You need to look at the consequences of the lipid nanoparticles being distributed around the body. Primary care physicians are not doing what they need to be doing in monitoring these complications and advising patients on treatment if they've had the vaccine. We still have vaccinated patients getting sick with COVID because of the variants, and we still have people going to hospital and dying who are fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So we can't say from the data that's in VAERS and in all of the countries reporting data Mm. that they are safe and effective across the board. Mm. That's clearly contradicting the data that's available. No, I hear I hear you loud and clear. And so it's hard to decide whether or not to take the vaccine, which is why so many intelligent people have opted to not take the vaccine. Well, it's there's a simple way to treat COVID where Dr. McCullough and the international team of doctors came out with the first paper on this. In March and April, they were working on it, and it was published by July 2020. The early treatment protocol worked. It kept 85 to 90% of the people out of the hospital. That information was suppressed and prevented from reaching the public. FLCC came out with their critical care protocol. Dr. Merrick and Dr. Corey have just been fired Oh. For using the protocol that they know works and where they, they use to save lives. Where were they fired from? Sentara Health System in Norfolk, Virginia, just fired Dr. Oh Merrick this God. weekend. And he is a world leader in critical care pulmonary medicine. It's outrageous. Oh, my God. Well, this is a grand conspiracy. It, it's, it goes well beyond what we began with here, which is the hospital scandal, the incentive payments. This is well beyond that. And I'm afraid that they're going to start locking doctors up who don't go along with the government protocol, knowing the the direction that this Biden administration is taking. Uh, Well, we're already seeing persecution of doctors through the licensing boards. And that is one of the health and uh, it's one of the um, human and civil rights that the foundation Mm. is publicly alerting the public to these problems because if you only have government agents 
as your healthcare resource, that's how they control the population in every totalitarian government oh. system around the world. Yeah, I'm doctor, I have to interject. You know, when this all began in January, February 2020, uh, I did a show going back to one of my master's degrees in anthropo medical anthropology, and I carried around a paper. I still have it. It's a small scientific paper, obscure. No one's ever seen it. And it was called Sorcery, Illness and Social Control in a Philippine Village. And I tried to broaden that to a larger global scale for people to understand that in many ways, this is illness and social control and the quote, doctors like Fauci are nothing more than sorcerers or sorcerers apprentices. So uh, believe me, I, I trust everything you are saying to be the truth. And anyone who wants to know more of the truth will go to truthforhealth.org, truthforhealth.org. We need to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Savage Nation podcast. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Dr. Vliet. You're an extremely knowledgeable and brave doctor, and I really appreciate it. Here's a story. Dutch police arrest couple attempting to flee quarantine for Spain. Can you believe this? Unclear uh -huh. whether pair who were found in an airplane that was about to depart had tested positive for the new Omicron coronavirus variant. What is going on that Dutch military police would arrest a married couple who were in quarantine after test testing positive for COVID-19? Is this not? as draconian and as fascistic as it gets? Well, it it's yes, it seems that way. I, I don't have any information on that situation to be able to comment. I think that there is a lot of totalitarian control going on worldwide. So you and I agree that the virus is being used for social control and that the, the Omicron variant, which was first reported to be take over the world and kill everybody, in essence. Two days later, the, the female doctor who stumbled upon it or discovered it, if you want to put it that way, said it's highly transmissible and unusual, but not that lethal. And, and you believe the reason that we are all panicked is is what? Well, it's not a belief. It's it's an obvious conclusion from the fact that basic biology has always shown us that viruses and bacteria mutate in ways to escape antibiotics for bacteria. Antibiotic resistance is well known with bacteria when antibiotics are overused in mass vaccination. When the virus is suppressed by the vaccine, viruses escape that suppression and change or mutate in ways that allow the virus to continue to survive. And they typically become less lethal, but more infective. In other words, they spread more easily because viruses need our body's cellular metabolic machinery in order to replicate. So, so the if the virus is spread so the more easily, so they replicate. Dr. Vliet, the great epidemiologist, President Biden, is telling us to wear our masks when we're indoors and around other people. And people have noted that the, the epidemiologist and virologist Joe Biden had been photographed flouting a Nantucket store's own requirement and shopping without a mask over the weekend. Where do you stand on the mask issue? Well, Michael, it's common sense. Wearing a mask, these, these surgical masks, to stop a virus is a little bit like using a chain link fence to try and stop a mosquito. Right, right. It's just common sense. That's and because the size of the, of the, the virus is because the size of the, the virus smaller, is smaller than the pores in the mask, right? Exactly right. And the thing is, when you wear a mask indoors, when you wear a mask and you're not symptomatic, you actually are interfering with your own body's natural immune response that begins with the nose and mouth and the respiratory mucosa and secretory IgA and all of the initial defenses the body normally has with exposure to everything we breathe day in and day out. Right. So, it so the, the whole world the uh, almost, almost came to a shutdown 
Public gatherings canceled. Countries across the globe suspended incoming flights after scientists in South Africa first identified the new version that appears to have been behind a recent spike in COVID-19 infections. Uh, and, and countries went nuts and started closing things. Israel, you would think there was smart, be smart enough in Israel, but Israel closed the country down. Well, you can close travel, but you don't shut off a virus that's a nanoparticle. Viruses are going to spread among the population. And we have large segments of the population at this point in time that have natural immunity. Natural immunity is broad. Natural immunity covers the variants. We've already seen that. It's the vaccines that are targeted and specific to one specific variant. The the vaccine was developed in response to the Wuhan virus that came out in January, February, 2020. Mm. That variant isn't present in the population anymore. We had Delta that was almost 100% in the US and around the world. The viruses are always going to mutate away from the original form that the vaccine is targeting, it's a basic principle. And the people in virology and immunology and public health know this. They just are choosing to ignore these basic biological principles in all of the fear that's being generated in the climate we're in today. And of course, the fear is being generated, not so much for medical reasons as we both, at least I believe that, that I, I assume you do, as I, I once cited a paper, you know, social control, social control, social control. We all know viruses mutate as they spread and new variants with genetic changes appear. But the fact of the matter is, doesn't mean that you're going to die from each of the variants. Well, exactly right. And even the Wuhan variant that was first out in 2020 was very treatable. All of us that were treating our patients early with antiviral, anti-inflammatory, and anticoagulant medicine, Mm -hmm. and fresh air, and vitamin D, and vitamin C, zinc, the nutraceuticals that work, all of us were successful in keeping our patients out of the hospital. The problem that led to the COVID deaths in 2020 and is still causing problems is the fact that the public health policies from the government are directing doctors and hospitals not to use the early treatments that work and wait until people are critically ill. Mm. Well, any illness is going to be harder to treat and cause more death if you wait until the end stage illness. That would be true for cancer and heart disease and anything else we treat. It's basic virology. We've always treated flu within the first 48 hours. Why are we ignoring COVID and telling people to go go home and get sicker and then then come in. That doesn't well, make I agree. sense. It never made sense. I have never taken a flu vaccine for a number of reasons. One, because I've always worked with mega doses of nutrients for the last 40 years. I mean, trained in nutrition. I have. I've been very fortunate. I, I've done commonsensical things. Avoid crowds. Wash my hands when I got home. I don't laugh at me. I take my shoes off at the door the way the Japanese have done for centuries. I try not to bring the virus into the house if I have contracted it. Uh, but most importantly, I stimulate my own immune system. And, and of right. course, this is the same method that people like yourself have been using to both prevent and treat the COVID uh, original and the variants. So why exactly. are they now making such a big deal out of this one? I, th- I think you implied earlier it came around coincidentally, this panic attack just when they were trying to sell it. Did you say a child vaccine? Is that what you were suggesting? Well, actually, I think it's I just look at the coincidence, which doesn't appear to be purely coincident. Which the is? big push has been in the last month to vaccinate all children down to age five. And suddenly we have a variant that is spreading among young people and they have exaggerated the risk and talked about it being highly lethal when that is not what is coming out medically as correct. So I think it's highly coincidental that at the time they're trying to push the vaccines to children who are not at risk of COVID 
who don't really need the vaccine mm. and children respond well to early treatment if they are high risk and healthy children don't need a vaccine and they typically only have a case of the sniffles. So to push a vaccine that is experimental with no clinical data in children that has known risk to children into a population that's not at risk of dying from COVID unless they had diabetes or cystic fibrosis or underlying heart disease, Mm -hmm. then it just makes no sense. And it also appears to most of us to be unethical to do that when children have mostly risk and little benefit with the experimental vaccines. And then suddenly now there's a lot of fear being ginned up again. But Dr. Vliet, you would have to agree with me, I'm sure, that the ignorance in the media is at an all-time high. When you have twisted, woke leftists referring to the, the human trash that ran people over at the Christmas parade in Waukesha and calling it a crash rather than a terrorist incident, a racist incident, which is what it was, we have no journalism to speak of. We have nothing but around-the-clock left-wing propaganda. And so now let's move over to the COVID story. It's the same thing. Unmitigated left wing propaganda. And the chief of it all, in my estimation, I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth, is this guy, Tony Fauci. I've watched this fraud, this politician, because he's not a scientist since the AIDS epidemic in the 80s. All he was doing was pushing drugs. He's a drug peddler. There's no other bureaucrat in American history who has survived over 40 years as a bureaucrat. He is so deeply embedded in the bureaucracy. And you have to ask yourself, why? Who's behind this man? Wouldn't it be big, big, uh, big pharma behind uh, Fauci? Well, I think an excellent book that documents the global involvement beyond big pharma. It's big pharma, big tech, big government, big medicine. All of these entities are well documented in Dr. Peter Bregan's outstanding book, Uh, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. I have read every line of that book. So Dr. McCullough, Dr. Zelenko and I wrote introductions to that book. Dr. Bregan and his researcher wife, Ginger Bregan, have over a thousand original source documents that support every single point in that book. People need to understand the global cabal that is orchestrating all of the fear, lockdown, monetary control, economic control, travel control, and medical control. Dr. Bregan's book is called what? COVID-19 and the Global Predators, colon, we are the prey Mm. p-r-e-y yeah now he his background is what he is a forensic psychiatrist who has investigated pharmaceutical company abuses oh going back video show years ago i remember him yes he's the author of the bestseller talking back to prozac he testified and provided legal research and legal expert testimony in the lawsuits against Pfizer for the cover-up of Prozac adverse reactions years ago. He is very knowledgeable about what pharmaceutical companies do to obscure risk and to hide what they know. And he started looking into this in the summer of 2020 because of the suppression of the safer medicines, hydroxychloroquine and later ivermectin, and the push towards the known toxic drug remdesivir. And he started looking into that and uh, began finding all of these interconnections and documentation of the orchestrated approach. In fact, he actually found the 2017 PowerPoint presentation that Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab made to Davos and the World Health Organization, Mm. July 17th, 2017, that outlined the plan for all of this. 
Wow. So in New York City, the outgoing mayor de Blasio mandates a COVID vaccination for child care workers. It doesn't stop, does it? So let's no, look ahead together. Goal. I know you're busy between patients, Dr. Vliet. Focused again on the Omicron variant. W- what would be your final statement on the Omicron variant? Well, as a message of hope to your listeners, Michael, the point is Omicron variant is spreading easily. It's less lethal. There's less risk of death. And early treatment works. Nutraceuticals work. If you get sick, go to our website, truthforhealth.org. Download the early treatment guide. Look at all of the nutraceuticals and the prescription medicines that work. Get started in the first three or four days of symptoms. Don't wait until you're sicker. And treatment works. We go to truthforhealth.org, truthforhealth.org, truthforhealth.org. We're speaking with a wonderful, wonderful source of information, a wonderful doctor, Dr. Elizabeth Lee Vliet. Are there any last words for the fanatical listeners to the Savage Nation podcast? (laughs) Well, number one, I answer to God. And number two, I answer to my patients. Life is God's gift, not the government's. And I will go to my grave fighting that battle as I have for 40 years in medicine. And I would say to the listeners, get your plan in place now before you get sick. We have a guide. Steps to take before hospitalization, it's free. Download it. Do it. Don't just sit on it. David had stones in his little pouch, and he would never have taken care of Goliath if he didn't use the stones he had in his pouch. So your listeners need to take action to protect their lives. Our early treatment guide tells you everything you need to do to get your little COVID survival kit planned at home in your control and know how to use it. And that's all on truthforhealth.org, correct? It definitely is. Sign up, donate, help us get the word out, help us fight the battle. We are all Davids against Goliaths, but we are not silent anymore. Dr. Elizabeth Lee Vliet, MD. Thank you so much for being with us today on the Michael Savage podcast. You are so welcome. It's a pleasure. I'm honored to be with you. And thank you for your tireless work on all of these fronts. It's God's will. And I thank you so much. Bye now. Bye. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.